So this evening, brothers and sisters, I would like to speak to you a little bit about some of our venerable Catholic traditions. The first one of them that I noticed, well, just over the years in many, many parishes, not specifically about our parish, uh, is that many Catholics will come in one minute or two minutes right before the Mass, or sometimes even trickling in during the Mass as the Mass begins. So at the beginning of the Mass, the church probably is about half full, and by this time of the Mass, the church is completely packed. Another venerable tra Catholic tradition is some Catholics would leave the church right after the communion, so straight from the communion line, straight out of the church, before the final blessing of the, the priest. So looking at these Catholic traditions, um, we could probably think about, you know, is it, are these the best way that we may absorb, we may receive the word of God? I think today's readings might shed some light on this. So first, let's go to the gospel parable that Jesus tells us. So in this gospel parable, there is a sower who, who uh, signifies or symbolizes Christ Jesus, and by extension, the apostles and missionaries and saints through the centuries, but also today, the lay catechists, clergy, um, or religious ed teachers, by extension, and the, there's the seed that is being sown. So the seed, according to Jesus himself, is or symbolizes the word of the kingdom, which basically means the word of God or the Bible, the Holy Scripture, the gospel message, or just in, in a general way, the truth of the Catholic faith. Now, what is interesting about this sower is that he sows in the, an overabundant generosity. He's definitely not strategic in the places where he sows. He sows everywhere he walks by. Um, the good, good land, good soil, bad soil, he didn't care. He just sows in a, an overabundant generosity. He's definitely not counting the cost. And also, you can see that this sower is an optimist. He hopes for the best for each seed that he sows on the ground. And of course, this is because God is infinitely rich. He, he's, he has the, the seeds in an infinite abundance, so he can afford to be extremely generous. Now, on the receiving end, Jesus presents to us four different scenarios. The first one is probably the worst-case scenario. So the seed falls on the path where there's no soil at all. So because of that, this, the seed just cannot grow at all. The seed cannot strike root into the ground. And according to Jesus, this refers to the scenario where a person hears the word of God without understanding, so the word isn't really sinked in, sunk into the heart. And um, unfortunately, when the bird or the devil comes, the devil just snatches this word away. So this word of God doesn't do anything in this person's life. And you can even think about this sense of indifference to the word of God, this sense of meh, you know, what does it have to do with me? The second scenario that Jesus presents is when the seed falls on the rocky ground. And he tells us that this represents 
the situation where the person hears the word of God, receives it with joy. Not too bad. Unfortunately, there's too much, too many rocks. There are too many rocks in the ground. So the root cannot be possibly very deep at all. And what happens is that when the sun comes up, the little seedling is quickly scorched. And Jesus tells us that this situation is basically likened to when the faith isn't deep inside of a person, when the tribulation or persecution or difficulties come, and the person quickly abandons the faith, sadly speaking. The third situation is when the seed is cast among thorns. So this is slightly better. The seed can grow, the root can grow, and could grow into a small plant. But unfortunately, its growth is stunt. This is because the thorns representing worldly allurements and different temptations from the world, it chokes the growth of the, the seed or, or the, the, this little plant. So unfortunately, um, because of this, the plant cannot blossom, it cannot bear fruit. Finally, the fourth and the best situation is when the seed falls on the rich soil, the good ground. And Jesus tells us that it not only grows, blossoms, but also bears 30-fold, 60-fold, or even 100-fold of, of the harvest at the harvest time. And therefore, this parable confirms this age-old pithy saying that's full of wisdom, uh, which we Dominicans like to say, um, what is received is received in the mode of the receiver. What is received is received in the mode of the receiver. What this means is that if we receive the word of God when we are well disposed to the word of God, when we are prepared to receive the word of God, or when we are open to the word of God, then the word of God can really act in our lives. So this is the good news, because there is something we can do about it. There's something we can do to change our hearts. And that speaks to the importance of cultivation, cultivating our hearts. Um, I know it's hard work. It's hard work. because If you do gardening, you, you will understand. Because, you know, shoveling gravels, that's hard work. Uh, weeding, that's hard work. Uh, raking the field, that's hard work. Especially in a hot, hot summer day like this. And it's backbreaking, you're sweaty, you're dirty. It's hard work, but we have to do it. Going back to this parable, what do we have to do? Basically, loosening the soil, first of all, and remove the gravel, which is to say to allow the word of God to take root in our hearts. We also need to remove the weeds or the thorns on the ground. In other words, we need to be able to resist worldly allurements, different temptations coming from the secular world. Also, we need to protect ourselves against the birds, protect the seeds. And what does that mean? So basically, we turn away from anything that is ungodly. We turn away from anything that's diabolical, anything that's evil. For example, we do not dabble into the occult. And it's hard work, I understand. Uh, but we've got to do it. We've got to do it so that the Word of God may strike root in our heart. And the Word of God is really powerful if we just allow it to work in us. 
So later in this same chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, Jesus tells us in another parable that the seed continues to grow even when the sower goes to bed at night. And the, this is because the word of God is empowered by the Holy Spirit who does not sleep. Jesus himself tells us in the Gospel of John that his word is spirit and life. Also in the first reading, prophet Isaiah says that the word of God comes forth from the mouth of God and will not return to him void, but do his will, achieving the end for which he sent it. And that is why Jesus, like this, uh, this sower in the parable, he moves around from town to town in Galilee. It's because once a person receives his word, the word continues to grow, and he can, even when Jesus is not at this town, when Jesus is away, and same thing with us. So what can we do in concrete, concretely speaking? What can we do? Here are just some of the tips that I would share with you today. Uh, for example, come a little bit earlier to the mass, to the church, just so that we can have the time and space to quiet down so that when the word of God is proclaimed, we are in a, a kind of peaceful Mind of, mind, a state of mind. And also, in the meantime, we could use the time before the Mass to pray to the Holy Spirit to please come down upon me to open my heart so that I may receive the Word of God. Likewise, uh, after the Mass, maybe just stay a little bit longer, um, first of all, to give thanks to God for all the words that, that we hear during the Mass, but also to think about a little bit, you know, what did I just hear? during the Mass. And of course, um, another easy way to, to prepare ourselves is to read ahead. So during the week or Sunday morning, uh, before coming to the church, read this, the reading a little bit and ponder a little bit of, you know, what is God trying to tell me on this Sunday or any weekday Mass for that matter. And when you come to the church and we hear the word being proclaimed, you might have even some more inspiration coming out from coming coming down from the holy spirit and in general i will also encourage you just to read the scriptures and study the faith um, to make ourselves more disposed to the word of god and i say all these is because the word of god is really powerful can really change our lives for the better as it has changed mine again according to prophet isaiah the word of god goes from the mouth of God and shall not return to him void, but shall do his will, achieving the end for which he sent it. So what is God's will? God's will is our eternal happiness, spending the eternity with him in this infinite joy with him in heaven. And the end of all these is our redemption, our salvation, as St. Paul tells us in the second reading. And so the word of God can achieve all these if only we are well disposed, if we only allow, permit the word of God to work in our lives. Because God does not force us. He doesn't shove his word down our throats. He is a true gentleman. And therefore, let those with ears to listen, listen 